Morning, good morning. Hey, everybody. How are you today? It is a Monday morning and I am evolving my studio, also known as my home office, and I'm excited about it. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Ida Lynn. And so today's message is called, Would You Go? Would you go? Um, let me do my morning service announcements. Uh, if you are on YouTube, I would ask that you subscribe and follow. If you are here on Connect, Collaborate, Create, thank you for joining. If you are on my personal Facebook page, I'd love to have you over in Connect, Collaborate, Create. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for my listening audience. And so let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Dear God, we thank you so much for being a good God. Lord, today I pray that um, we respond to not blind obedience, but obedience based on our call. Dear Lord, I pray that as we go through the passage today and we share what the gospel says, we can understand that what God created us for is always bigger and connected to something larger. Now, though we don't understand it, I pray that we press forward in obedience today. So we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. So today's message is coming out of Genesis. Now, remember when we come out of the book of Genesis, that's before Jesus. So people really heard from God. And so God has me on this challenge. Each month I try to embark on something new. And this month I've been just like, just go for it. Latasha, don't have 9,000 conversations, just go for it. And so an example of that yesterday was, um, I, for some of you who watched in different groups, I took a bike ride. Now that might not sound like a big idea or a big situation, but for me, that was huge because not only did I want to take a bike ride, but I wanted to go far. So I went almost five miles yesterday. It was like 4.79. So we'll round up to five miles yesterday. But I need to tell you that even every step that I was taking to ride that bike, I literally had to have these conversations with myself step by step. So when I went out to find a helmet, I'm like, because if I fall, I don't want to crack my skull open. Uh, if I get on the bike, I was making up excuses in my mind. This, the seat is too small and it's going to hurt. But what I realized in that moment is in order for me to even see if it's possible for me to do something, I just needed to go for it. I couldn't phone a friend. I couldn't have all these conversations. I just needed to go for it. And once I got out there, I was like, this is a new experience. And I was just like, okay, I don't know if I'm liking this. But the whole time I said, I'm just going to keep my mind on the goal. My goal is to just keep going. And so I kept riding and riding and riding for a certain amount of time. And then I came back home. Now, that was how I've been trying to react. But one of the things that's always so amazing when you ask to hear from God, he will show you and reveal things to you. So my husband and I, when we had these three children, we had this great idea that we wanted our kids to be thinkers and challengers so that they didn't just go with the flow. And that was great when they were little because they would challenge and ask lots of questions and we would encourage questions and encourage discussions. But there came a point in my life and, and how I feel right now about my kids because I had this great idea about them being thinkers and challengers and no matter who asked the question, always dig deeper. And I said, that's a good thing as a thinker, but it's a bad thing sometimes when it comes to your faith. And so for me, one of the analogies I say to myself is I'm like, if I was in a dangerous situation with my children and I said, grab my hands, come on, let's go. I think they'd say, why? 
Or what do you mean, mom? Like, why are we running? Or they start asking questions. They wouldn't pick up on the context clues or they wouldn't pick up on my nonverbal, my nonverbal communication of the urgency at hand. And I was so thankful this morning when God gave me this title and it said, would you just go? He gave me this title of, would you just go? And I said, you know what, God, that is the radical faith that I want to have right now is that I don't always want to have a phone, a friend discussion. There's some things that I want to just work on and I just want to go. And so this morning when I woke up, the scripture that he had on my mind is Abram and Sarai just went. Abram and Sarai just went. Now, this is before their names were changed. So the names that I'm referencing, Abram and Sarai, were later changed to Abraham and Sarah. And so if you know the lineage connected to that, I will share with you in just a moment. But the scripture that we're coming out of today is Genesis 12.1. I want you to hear the instruction that Abram and Sarai got. Actually, it was Abram. And then it was his job to be obedient. And then others came with. So um, Genesis 12, one in the NIV translation says this. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whosoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Do you hear that huge responsibility of Abram? Like basically God is telling him to go somewhere that God is going to show him. But not only is his decision connected to his blessing, but it is blessings. It is a blessing that's connected to people on earth, they will be blessed by you. That is a hefty assignment. That is a hefty call. And my question to you is if you were Abram, and let's be honest with ourselves, are you the person that when God gives you a word, you go, or do you sit there and ponder and think and question and challenge and start asking yourself, but if I do this, then that, oh, it's not the right time. No, my circumstances, one day, maybe I might not right today because everything's not lined up right. And what I'm asking you when you listen to the story of Abram, when he got this message from God and God said to him to just go, Abram's obedience was connected to Jesus's birth. Do do y'all hear that? Abram's obedience was connected to the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Savior's birth. So I, I, I pause there for you to just ponder for a moment. What if God's purpose for you And your obedience is connected to something greater. Well, today I want to tell you it is. Your obedience and your response to God's call is always connected to something larger than what you could see. Now, I don't know if when Abram heard this word from God, did he really understand the magnitude of all that was connected to his obedience, I'm not sure. 
But I do know when you start going through these these chapters, starting in the twelfth, the twelfth chapter, and you keep moving down into the passages, you notice that Abraham is being instructed and guided by God, but even his demeanor of just curiosity and vulnerability is in a place that I don't know that I'm naturally wired to respond like that. I'm just being honest with y'all this morning. Because in the response or in his way, as he was going along the way, what you also have to remember is that Jesus is, God is, is having a conversation with a man and a woman and telling them that all the people on earth will be blessed through you. All the peoples, not some of the people, all the peoples. And, and, and when God is, is saying this to Abram and Sarah, at the time, they didn't have any children. They didn't have any kids. So I don't know what would have been going through Abram's mind if he's saying, okay, I just need to be obedient and listen to the call of God. And he did it. He did it. And then as you go along the story and you watch what happens in the process as he's going along the way, all I can imagine is Abram truly was walking this thing out where we're called to act, walk this out, where all we may know about our assignment right now is God is saying, go. He's saying, go do something different. And we're not connecting it to the logic right now. Now, this does not mean that you don't use wise counsel. It does not mean that you don't count the cost. But what I do challenge you and I do ask you this morning is, are we doing all things possible not to be obedient to God, things that seem like they make sense, but they're really just um, distractions or things that we're comfortable with, or even some things we might not be comfortable with, but we're doing them to procrastinate doing what God really wants you to do. Let me tell you how this unfolds in real time, even for me. So as many of you know, and I'm gonna be talking about it almost every day until the landing page is available for people to sign up, I'm working on putting together all of the pieces to this challenge called the Get Naked With God Challenge. The challenge is designed for people who want to intentionally spend time with God, but there's never enough time. And so the challenge is literally, how do you make time and margin for God specifically in a a area of your life? Now, the book and the slash devotional or challenge is connected to career pathing, but really you can participate in this challenge. If you're one of these people that are sitting here saying, I know God is saying things, but my days keep getting away from me. And I don't know that I'm necessarily being obedient, but I don't even know how to hear from him because if I'm really real with myself, I don't make time for him. Now that sounds so bad when we say we don't make time for God. But I even think about a specific example that he's bringing to my remembrance right now, which is, you know, I'm working on this challenge, but I'm doing so many other things other than working on the mechanics, because there's one part of the technical piece of this challenge that scares me half to death. It just does. It scares me because I don't know how to do it. And I'm just, just creating a barrier for myself. 
So much so that I'm like, okay, Latasha, well, we can't do the videos until your office is redone. I didn't need to do this because the office is coming, the pieces and the equipment is coming in by piece by piece. So I could have waited and worked on what I really needed to work on, which is being ready today to have said and go sign up for the challenge by going here. But I didn't. I did some other stuff. Does that sound like you? God is calling you to do something and you're not finding the capacity and margin to do what you need to do. You're finding all of these other things that even in your logical mind take precedence over your purpose, his purpose for you. And even when you're saying, I'm seeking ye first the kingdom of God, and I understand that that's what I should be doing. And I do make some time, but maybe I'm not doing the things that I really, really need to do so that I can hear and respond and I can go in the path and the direction that God wants me to go in. So that's my challenge for you. What are you? Are you just going to what God is saying? Would you just go towards what God is saying? and trusting as you're moving forward. And he's a light to your path and a lamp to your feet. You're moving in that direction so that then he can remove the obstacles. Thank you, God, in real time. So what Latasha needs to do is today grind and get down into that technical piece so that God can provide the resources or answers and solutions when I get to the part that scares me. But I'll never get to the part and say, in my weakness, he's made strong if I keep delaying the the intentional discipline to get the core pieces done to launch the challenge. Does that sound familiar? How would that sound familiar to you? It might sound familiar to you if God is calling you to a specific assignment that you can't logically see how the pieces can manifest something good because there's so many messy things in your life. So let's just say that God is saying, go for a new job or launch a different business or enter into a new relationship because you don't know how God is going to use it. All you know is that there's a call for you to do something and you keep delaying that by focusing on everything else and blaming it on Jesus, on why you can't, and you keep listening to the excuses unconsciously because you still had a productive day. See, that's the way that the enemy works. Like you're still having productive days, but you're not going in the direction that God wants you to go in. What I love about the story of Abram and Sarah, even in the beginning is when they get to a certain place, Abram is like, oh my gosh, when we get here, Sarah, I need you to say that you're my sister because you're beautiful. And if you don't say that you're my sister and you say that you're my wife, they might kill me and take you for their own. So I'm going to have you lie and say that you're my sister. And sure enough, when they get to that destination, they follow suit on their plan, not God's purpose in that moment. And Abraham, exactly what he said, that's what happened. They were like, oh my gosh, Sarai is so beautiful. And so the king took her as his wife. But what happened was, because we serve a God of integrity and honesty, God did not want it that way. So then all these plagues and stuff started happening to the king. And the king had to pull Abram aside and say, dude, like, why didn't you tell me that she's your wife? All this stuff is happening because you just weren't honest. And let me tell you about when God comes in and does stuff that's crazy, right? 
not only does he move Abram and Sarai along, he allows them to take like all this stuff, get all this favor as they move on to the next place. Why am I sharing that part of the story today, Latasha, when we're going to the title, Would You Just Go? Because some of us don't even realize that even in our discomfort and our imposter syndrome and our shrinkage, if we're obedient to the direction that God has, even when we fumble and when we think we fall, God could be setting us up for favor. And we don't even know it because we won't even just go because we're too scared and the stories in our mind and we're remembering the former things and how could it be different this time, God? I know for myself, the goal that I have in front of myself right now is so big, I won't even say it out loud. I won't, because I'm like most people wouldn't understand it. Just like if Abram would have went to his friends and said, God told me to go to a place (laughs) and he will show me but I got to leave everything that I know. Imagine what the people who loved Abram would have said if they would have known. They would have been like, man, I understand that God is saying that, but what did he say? But no, Abram understood. His assignment was, it says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be the blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, will. I will curse. It was almost like God was opening up the opportunities every step that he took. So when he got to the king, he was saying like, I'm going to bless those. I'm going to bless those who bless you. It's almost like the king knew. So he was like, okay, I'm kicking them out, but I got to bless them. So why am I sharing this with you today? I'm telling you right now, some of us, we need to stop talking about what we're talking about. Some of us, we need to stop arguing in our minds because we aren't even wrapping our brains enough to actually say these conversations out loud. We're just arguing in our heads. We're going back and forth and this and that and this and those and all of these stories in our heads. So we can't move forward in faith because we're stuck in analysis paralysis because logically what we see we can't see how God wants to manifest it. So my challenge for you today really is, would you just go? Go into the book of Genesis. It's an easy story to read, starting in the 12th chapter. And I want you to look at Abram and Sarai, more so Abram's obedience along the journey and those who came. And even those who came to a certain point when God was like, now we got to separate y'all. And then even in that journey, those who didn't obey and then things happened to them. We need to be focused on what God is calling us to this morning. Thank you for putting that in. Good morning, Mercedes Idolin. Shannon, thank you everybody for joining. We got to be obedient to what he's calling us to. And then we have to trust in our obedience. Whoever's supposed to be with us on the journey will come along and don't question and ask 964 million questions. And when they do, you just respond on what you know to be true. Don't just make up some fabrication because Isaiah 55, eight and nine lets us know we won't know what God is gonna do along the way. We don't know 
what legacy or what promise is connected to our obedience? We don't know. So I'm challenging you today to go into the beginning of this week, into your prayer time, read this passage. Before you read it, say, God, speak to my heart. Show me an area that I'm not just going, God. Show me through the confidence of Abraham what my role is in your purpose for my life so that my yes and amen could line up to the call that you have for me. That's my challenge for you today. Will you just go? Will you just go? And if he shows you people who you're supposed to be getting advisement from and listening to in wise counsel, then you surrender to that. But for the most part with Abram right here, he heard from God. He had to go. He had to be obedient. And I'm glad that he was. Because what that reassures me is, is that if we're in the body of Christ, that we are all sons and daughters of Abraham. And we get the blessing of his obedience. Wouldn't it be great to know that someone else is going to be blessed because of your obedience? If you can't do it for yourself, do it for that. I know that's how I'm wired. I will work hard for somebody else more so sometimes than I will do for myself. So if you recognize that your obedience is connected to somebody's blessing, how far would you go? And if that's the mindset that you need to have, then that's what you keep in front of you. That my blessing, that my my purpose, that my call, my discipline is the conduit to somebody else's blessing. And along the way, don't challenge God. Just say, this is an interesting journey, Lord. And you just keep going with your yes and amen. And have the mindset of Joseph. Just be obedient and know that God is always with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. That's the kind of God we serve. So be encouraged today. Dear God, we thank you so much for reminding us about Abram and Sarah before their names were changed, before Isaac. Dear God, reminding us that at that time, they didn't have the Bible that we're blessed with. All they had was obedience to your voice. And so God, I pray today, I pray today that I can be obedient, that anyone under the sound of my voice can be obedient and we can just go without making excuses, without going all around the mulberry bush, without being um, going, surrendering to imposter syndrome, understanding that Jesus used the least of them. And look at the amazing things that Jesus did with the 12. And so God, I, I pray, pray today that anyone that hears this message can surrender their will to your way and understand that they don't want to settle for good because you've got greater. And that their confidence is not in their own abilities, but their confidence in you means that we cannot fail. We cannot fail. And in our obedience, we cannot shame or embarrass you, God, because all we're doing is striving it to do what you're calling us to do step by step, moment by moment. And so we thank you, God, for your word, and we thank you so much for your grace. 
And I thank you for everyone who listened to this message and took action. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. I'm going out to get my walk on. Have a good day. Love you. Bye-bye.